My wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM, this Faith FM drive time. Welcome to Big Questions for God. This is a show where you can ask and we tackle the big questions of the Christian faith. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Today, our big question of the Christian faith is this, is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? This question comes from my barrel of most asked questions. But we invite you to text in your questions with your first name and we invite religious specialists to talk about some of the big questions of the Christian faith. You can text your questions to our desk at 0438 635. Today I have with me Eric Hoare who has an incredible talent for responding in a practical, down-to-earth manner to the most difficult questions. We'll come to Eric in just a moment, but Eric, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. A joy to be here. Every Monday, Eric is going to be with us, and I really appreciate Eric's ministry. Eric's recently retired uh, from from ministry, but is still doing ministry in spite of his retirement. Um, Eric, it's a wonderful thing to see. see. They're the box office favourites. Do a search for apocalyptic films, and the list is almost endless. In each case... The plot is remarkably similar. Earth is always under threat, but at the last minute, rescue is provided by some intrepid hero that only could be commissioned by Hollywood. Do you remember 1996? Do you remember how old you were back then? The film Independence Day came out. The aliens are coming and their goal is to invade and destroy the Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. What a story. Do you remember 1998? The story was deep impact. A comet is discovered to be on a collision course with Earth. As doomsday nears, the human race has to prepare for the worst. You remember 1998 again this year was known as the year of the disaster movie. This film was Armageddon. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. What an amazing, what an unlikely story uh, to ever be told. Then, of course, there's... 2011, Contagion. See if this uh, plot is something that you might relate to. Healthcare professionals, government officials and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a pandemic as the, as the health department works to find a cure. Are there any similarities to COVID-19? But all that is in Hollywood. What about when religious people paint a similar picture? You see, the Bible also speaks of disasters. It speaks of an apocalyptic end to the world. Hollywood is just a story. But how are we to understand the biblical teaching 
of end times. Our question for today, is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? What a powerful question. Our man in the hot seat today is Pastor Eric Hoare. Eric's a lay pastor who's developed this real, this amazing specialty at being able to respond to difficult questions that, that so many are asking in a simple way. Questions about God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. They're huge questions that we face today. But before we come to Eric, we're going to introduce Eric to you again. But before we come to him, let's go to some music. This is Andy McLeod, Signs of the Times. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A paper called the Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times are around us. Prophets tell of glory, also tell of men and The Bible tells a story of one this world hardly knows. Daniel gives us warning. Oh, man. 
Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big questions for God with Pastor Gary and Pastor Eric. This is the program where we look each week at the difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. If you have questions, you can text them to our desk. Our desk is located at 0438 066635. That's 0438 066635. Today's question we ask is talk about the end times. Just sensational fear-mongering. We've seen that there have been so many movies that have been created in the last little while talking about end times, the way the earth could possibly conclude. I have with me in the studio Eric Hoare, who's worked as a lay pastor for many, many years. Eric, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Eric, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, you're a, you're a family man, are you? You're, uh, you've got I'd say by the colour of your hair, you've probably got grandchildren. Well, Gary, I've got very little hair left now. But, um, oh, look, I'm really a family man. I love my family. They build me up. Yes, I have four children and eight grandchildren. And, uh, yep, I'm always, in fact, I think I'm involved too much in their lives. I think they'd rather get rid of me sometimes. I don't think they would like that. I, I know your children, and I, I am very sure that that's not true. Uh, <laughs> but, but tell me, I'm just in, interested in something else, part of your family as well. I understand that your, your, your wife is into a breeding, breeding cats, and she's yes, a cat breeder. That's correct, yes. Yeah, she breeds Orientals, which is a type of Siamese. Wow. And uh, sells them all around the country and interstate. And uh, yeah, she's very much in it. Shows them, takes them to the yeah, shows. Yeah. I hear she's won a fair number of prizes. Oh, mate, if you came to our place down the hall, you'd just see ribbons galore. In fact, I don't know where I fit in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's important that you know your place, Eric. Oh, it really is. I it certainly really do. Is. Yeah. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about now. You've been involved in uh, in sales. You've been involved in in many different uh, roles through the years. But most recently, before your retirement, you were involved in. Pastoring a, a congregation, lay pastoring. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, I was a literature evangelist uh, for many years. Well, what is that? I, I just um, yeah. yeah, literature evangelist is uh, somebody that's called by God to go door to door with uh, selling uh, Bibles and Christian books, and uh, also focusing on health. Uh, it is a wonderful ministry where we go to make friends mm-hmm. and talk to them and, and yeah, bring up um, Christian things and, and try and help the families to cope with what's going on in their lives. And I did that for 32 years, and I thoroughly enjoyed wow. that. Uh, wow. It was wonderful to uh, to meet the people I did and to administer to them. And um, I have many, many good friends out in the community just through uh, through coming into their home and having a chat with them was wonderful. Mm, mm. And then uh, I had a burden for the Aboriginal people. Uh, being from New Zealand, I spent a lot of time working in New Zealand amongst the Samoan and uh, Nui Islanders and Tongan people. 
And uh, the people I meet in Australia, the Aboriginal people, uh, the Indigenous people are very spiritual people, mm. very spiritual. And so uh, I had a burden for that. And then along with past Eric Davey, he came along and uh, he, he got it going really. And so Global Mission put together uh, some funds for five years for Pastor Davey and I to start a church here. And then Pastor Beck, John Beck, became involved. Yeah. So that's been going now for around about seven, eight years. And now we have Pastor David Fletcher who's come here as well. Okay, so you're really involved with a church plant uh, here in Adelaide. Yes, that's correct. So is that a large church? Uh, the, our church is round about, I would say, when everybody is there plus the children, around 30 to 40 at the moment. Uh, we've had 10 baptisms in the last uh, five years or so, which mm-hmm. has been wonderful, a real blessing. <clears throat> in this, in this um, Adelaide, in the here in the outer area, there's about 40,000 Aboriginal people living. Wow. Which is quite a big lot, you know, and uh, and uh, they are spread from Port uh, right through, if you look at the suburbs, from Port Adelaide right down south, right up to, uh, you know, to Elizabeth. Mm. So it's widespread. So when we started the church, we, we got two buses together to pick them up from south and north. What's What's the biggest blessing with working for a, uh, ministering to a, a indigenous congregation? Well, um, <clears throat> a lot of these folks that we meet um, um, have got a sprinkling of a Christian background, but not, but not really so much at home. And mm. <clears throat> the greatest joy is just to get to know them, Gary, to, mm. to understand their culture is a very important thing, yeah. and to see what their concerns are and the problems in their lives and how they um, believe in a spiritual uh, being, uh, but are often some are, are distracted by the worldly things around them. Okay, okay, yeah. Are there particular challenges? I mean, right now we're dealing with this COVID uh, uh, issue right throughout the world. Are there issues that uh, you've noticed that are unique to our Indigenous friends? For sure. Um, they're very scared, actually. Uh, the Aboriginal people are very, very scared of it. In fact, I know of a number that have um, headed away from Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, they've sort of gone bush. They've gone to the um, into the out out back really of Australia. Some have gone to Northern Territory yeah. where it's a bit safer yeah. and uh, they in fact I get a phone call from a lady uh, every now and then in um, Port Augusta asking me what's it like there in Adelaide now? Is things settling down? She's waiting yeah. to come back and yeah. so they've taken away. In fact the government announced that when they said 60 year old you know are the prime people here they actually named the Aboriginals at 50 and above because yeah. their um, lifespan isn't as great isn't as long actually yeah um, yeah, yeah. And you're probably aware of that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Certainly, certainly ministering to, uh, you know, our indigenous friends. Uh, to me, I'm so conscious of the blessing that can be because I, I know I've had some contact, some uh, privilege of being able to minister in that context. And the thing that I, I've really appreciated is that, uh, we've got, uh, many of our indigenous people are, are actually a very spiritual, mm. uh, people. And, uh, whereas within the, uh, secular, uh, world, world view in, uh, uh, in most, uh, uh, Caucasian people, uh, their uh, spirituality is almost unknown. 
but uh, amongst indigenous people, sp- there seems to be a depth of spirituality that you don't actually get uh, within a lot of your secular secular and world. And the other thing too is if you're either a Seventh-day Adventist or a Baptist or whatever, they don't put up barriers. Yeah. They will sit and listen. And uh, and when we, we have an indigenous Bible put out by the Bible Society. That's an amazing book, uh, yeah. And if you've seen it, and it's and beautiful. It's got some yeah. beautiful uh, paintings in there of Aboriginal people sitting with Jesus around the campfire. Yeah. Uh, and actually there's one there I that's I love. It's a picture of a, an elderly man who's got his hand He's holding his hand up and there's a pub in the background and there's a skull, I think, there and he's got a Bible in the other hand. He's turned away from the old life. That picture of that man was actually, this guy actually lived and turned away from alcoholism uh, into that. So there is great joy in in administering to them um, and I just love it. They are very friendly and um, to get to know them is what Jesus would want, yeah. Mm, mm, That's that's powerful stuff. You know, Eric, that's a depth of ministry that you come to these questions with that I think you know I certainly didn't didn't appreciate fully because uh, I, I think you, you come to an understanding of some of these issues that we're, we're going to be talking about uh, only through experience and relationship with those that you've actually been ministering to uh, thank you so much for that look let's just come to uh, come to some uh, some music I I really appreciate uh, anthem lights and the song is because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives I can face tomorrow because he
Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You're uh, listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big questions for God with Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare. Uh, this is the program where we look each week at the difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. If you have questions, if you have questions that you would like to have answered, you can text them to our desk, 0438 635 if we can, if we have time, we'll answer them on the spot. Uh, if they are a really big question, we'll devote an entire program to them. Today we're asking, is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? I have with me in the studio Eric Hoare, who's worked as a lay pastor for, for many years, uh, most recently pastoring the uh, Adelaide Adventist Aboriginal Congregation. Let's come to our question for today. Eric, is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? Now, look, firstly, I suppose the question has to be asked, have you encountered an increased interest in this question? I suppose myself, I'm, I'm conscious that since uh, COVID actually came along, I'm starting to sense an increase in this. this but how are you finding it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, many, many people are questioning what's actually going on here. They're fearful. The stock market's crashed. Businesses are, are not running as normal. Uh, and spiritually, um, I'm getting. I've had some of the some of my contacts ring me up and start to want to look up and read Revelation, the last book of the Bible, which is quite interesting to me. So there are questions coming, and yeah, there is a, a tremendous increase, and people are, I feel they're on shaky ground. They've never seen. None of us, I think, have seen something like this in our lifetime. Well, certainly, particularly even some of our younger younger generations who haven't actually seen a crash before, mm. uh, this is uh, this can become a real shock to the uh, to the system. Mm. Um, yeah, look, let's come to to, to this question then, uh, Eric. Is there? Is there anything in the Bible? Now, uh, I'm conscious, uh, yesterday we had um, uh, Pastor Mark, Mark Wilson. He, he shared with us from the Gospels his response to this particular question. But I'm just wondering whether, could you share something with us maybe from, I mean, Paul. Paul was the theologian of the New Testament. He, he'd actually have it, have it right. Uh, how would he have answered this particular question? Is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? What does Paul say? Well, back in uh, Paul's time, you know, um, they were expecting the end of time back then. Um, in fact, when I came into the church, uh, I remember uh, some of the um, congregations saying that Christ would come back during their during their lifetime. And now we come down to today. Um, it's interesting, Pastor Gary, that, you know, even in our lifetimes, man, I still remember how life's changed uh, for me. You know, I still remember 
black and white TV coming in. Uh, I used to go to my mate's place next door because uh, we couldn't afford one. We lived in a, in a state housing area. And uh, I remember the microwave coming in uh, and people You're starting to make me feel 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 <laughs> old, Eric. I mean, those those types of things, you know, were uh, things that came in during my lifetime as well. You know, that's that, that's frightening. Well, I don't even remember the old computers. They were big, heavy machines, not like today where they're so thin. And the old phones, you know, the old dial phones. In fact, you had to go through an operator. And sometimes there was two people on the line. You had to wait till somebody else finished before you could go on. The m- mobile phones were huge. I remember that you could go down to the local... Uh, deli and you'd get eight chocolate buttons my favorite for one penny and an ice this frightens me eric this really frightens me <laughs> and an ice cream was sixpence and that i remember going down to neve his name was the local one and it was a huge ice cream nothing like the little things we get today all that and what's happened right through is just so quick and it's just changing things change that do not stay the same and now we come down to Christ has come and there's two advents. There's the coming of Christ and then there's a return of Christ. And the signs of times are just before Jesus comes. You know, I heard today on the radio, Pastor Gary, that oil, oil is, <laughs> couldn't believe it. Now, would you have thought this would happen in our lifetime? Oil was minus $40 a barrel. US. You've got to have pay people to take it. <laughs> I'm going to actually fill up my car, Eric. That's what, that was the conclusion I came to when I heard that. Yeah, well, they were, they were talking about it on the radio and they said, you know, if you go down to the to your, pick up your petrol, you know, you sh- they should give you $2 or give you an ice cream or something, you know. And what's happening there is that because of what's happened is that people aren't travelling as much, they're not using that much petrol. And what's happened is the oil companies have these big tankers of oil sitting out in the harbour they're paying for. They've got to get rid of They've got mm-hmm. to get rid of the supply. So, you know, at the worst of the market today was minus $40 a barrel. But, you know, the Bible says what signs indicate that the end times are approaching. And I, I just looked up a few of those texts. And from Matthew 24, 5 to 8, gives us some important clues. Uh, the first one says, many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and they will deceive many. So this is a, one of the signs that uh, the end times is approaching. Mm-hmm. People will be deceived. They need to know their Bibles. They need to understand prophecy. They need to understand and have a relationship with Christ. And this deceiving isn't just people out in the world. This He's talking to people also inside the church and, and Christianity. I think it's important, Eric, that one of the, one of the things that really stands out to me is that um, in Matthew 24, Jesus is responding to a question that the disciples themselves are asking. And to me, what that says is that this is a legitimate question to ask, uh, because there are so many I'm conscious of that, uh, you know, if you start talking about the end times, uh, this is almost a, a, an illegitimate question. And yet what we find in Matthew 24 is that Christ, uh, Christ listens to his disciples' question and then responds to it, not by uh, rebuking them in any way, but by saying, yeah, um, that it is going to happen, but let me tell you how it's going to happen. You know, And I think that that's something really significant in Matthew chapter 24. But I, I'm yep. taking over your role, Eric. No, that's good. That's good. No, that's, that's right. Uh, but, you know, so what that's telling me is that um, even though we read our Bibles – and we've got to take it inside. We change inside out. Um, and we can read it and apply it. I mean, the 
greatest way that I have grown in my Christianity is actually by um, what I've learnt from being out in the world mm. and going mm. out to people. That gives you a different aspect because you can see what people are struggling with out there. Now, if the people within the church are going to be full, the people outside the church certainly will. Yeah. And the majority of people today, I've just seen in, um, I read a statistic in America, for instance, where they say that 25% of people believe that, um, the Bible is, is, you know, quite true. 40% believe it's inspired, but don't follow what it says. Mm. Interesting. They can actually mm. read it, but not actually apply it to your mm. life. So we can be fooled because we have not, fully accepted really the teachings of Jesus in our lives mm. and the second thing it says is you'll hear uh, hear of wars and rumors of wars uh, you see it but you know don't be don't be alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come so the wars yep we see them around um, I remember back in my day a murder or something would be front page news but now it's it's not on there it's it's mm. you know we, we're conditioned to that now but he said you know, Get used to it. It's going to be happening. Mm. And it says here too that nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes and various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Mm. An increase in false messiahs, an increase in warfare, an increase in famines, plagues and natural disasters. These are the signs of the end times. This is... Uh, a passage that gives a warning we are not to be deceived because these events are only the beginnings of birth pains the end is still to come it's almost as though what he's talking about here is trend lines you know rather than uh, sometimes I'm really conscious that what occurs is that you get a a significant event like what we've got at the present time and all of a sudden people run around and oh uh, you know something significant is happening here it must be I remember when 9-11 happened in in America Uh, for about a month after 9-11 the churches in New York were absolutely swamped with people attending church but a month later uh, they'd all uh, given up and gone back to uh, to living life as they as they were familiar with it and to me as I, as I sort of look at that what Christ is talking about here is uh, are trend lines you know don't go and make too much of any one one event but look at where the trends are actually taking us you know the increase in the multiplication of, he says, I want you to watch those things because they are indicators that something momentous is going to happen. That's true. And you can't watch if you're asleep. So mm. we can't be asleep at this time. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you can take the other side of it. I, I don't know about you, Pastor Gary, but I've heard a lot of uh, controversy about the uh, about this happening with the virus. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you saw it, but I got a an email from somebody saying that this vaccine they're going to bring out for the virus is actually the mark of the beast. That when you I take, haven't seen that. Mm, but that it's going to change you inside out. It's going to change you and, and you will start following the beast. There's, okay. there's, there's all sorts of uh, conspiracies out there that, with things that are happening in the world. And I think there's been a balance. He says we must expect this, but understand the Bible, understand what the mark of the beast is, understand these truths that are there that will keep you strong and don't get carried away with some of the things that you've got. Make sure of the source is what I'm... I, I think, Eric, you make a really good point there because talking about conspiracy theories, you know, there are so many, as I consider through my my own ministry, the number of times that conspiracy theories have actually come to the surface. Mm. I look at them and I'm, I... 
I struggle at where people are actually going when they become involved in conspiracy theories because continually what I find in the scriptures is, as you rightly point out, Christ says, hey, don't let these things worry you, you know, these individual events, but I want you to watch the trends. Watch the... he uses an example of the fig tree. Watch for the ripening of the figs because the time comes when all things come together. But this question, he certainly talks to his disciples about and says, These, this is an incredibly legitimate question for the times in which we're living. That's correct. I mean, I, I was down in the supermarket the other day and uh, I was walking down the shopping mall and all the shops were empty. They were all closed. It was like, you know, a bomb had hit the, well, not mm. a bomb, but it, it was just everybody had disappeared, you know. And uh, there was a barber open and the other thing. And, you know, people were so frightened, you know, what is going on here, you know. Mm. But the Bible tells us that these things are going to happen, you know. You know, and mm. um, and uh, you know, but we're supposed to be waiting. We're waiting for Christ to come. You know, I get a mental image of a person at a bus stop. You know, they've decided where they're going. They're familiar with the schedule, um, and as uh, he's, you know, he's there, ready, just about when the bus is supposed to be coming. And he's watching with expectation because he knows it's coming soon and waiting with belief that when it arrives, it'll take him to his destination. Mm. But sometimes we get tired of waiting. Mm. You know, we've got to be awake, see the signs, and we've, we know the schedule. We know it's going to happen. You know, there's only one that knows when Jesus is coming again. The whole Bible says nobody knows but one. Mm. And the only one is God. And it's interesting, Christ actually told a couple of parables immediately after Matthew 24, where he talked about, for example, this parable of the, 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 the wise and the foolish virgins is how it's known. There are five wise, five foolish, and some are, some are waiting, well, they're all waiting, but somehow five tend to miss out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to go into that today. We're going to go into it another day. But, uh, do you know, to me, I, I look at that parable and I say, hey, Christ is saying something incredibly powerful to us in that particular parable. But but let's come, our time is, is getting away from us. Uh, does, does Paul have anything to say on, on these issues, the theologian of the New Testament? Well, I've, I've kind of gone to Peter a little bit here. You've gone to Peter. <laughs> That's fine. Let's go to Peter. No problem. Peter, Second Peter 3, 3 to 4 says, First of all, you must understand in the last day, Scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since your fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the becoming of creation. So there will be those that will scoff about the second coming. Therefore, they're, they're not awake to the end time events because they are what? They're consumed by their own evil desires. What's a, what's a scoffer? What, what would you say is a scoffer there, Eric? Well, a scoffer is somebody who uh, who doesn't believe in, in what you believe. They scoff at what you believe and you know the thing is today back in the old testament and that people knew who you were by the way you dressed you, you know your religion was who you were they knew but today you can't tell one or the other but our beliefs must be made known so people understand that we're people of faith mm. that we believe in god but a scoffer is it also a person who maybe mocks uh, to me, I get this uh, this picture here of of someone who isn't just a, a disbeliever, but someone who makes fun of those who do believe. I oh, for sure. And you know, I, I've been mocked in my day. I remember one time 
<clears throat> I was uh, sitting in a home. I'd shown the sleigh um, a Bible, big family Bible, beautiful. And um, I went in, and a young lady was crying. She was sitting there, and I didn't know what was wrong. Mm. And there was a lady sitting there, and there was a guy sitting there with tattoos all over him. And uh, and anyway, um, we started talking about. Uh, I pulled the Bible out, and um, they were talking uh, spiritual things and mm. quoting texts. And even this this fellow had the tattoos. He was uh, he was quoting texts and things. As soon as I pulled the Bible out, he jumped up immediately, and he he came over to me and he started yelling in my ear. And he put his hand in the in the like a gun, pointed to my head, and, and he said, "If I shoot you now, where would your God be?" Yet this person was quoting scripture. But mm. as soon as he saw the Bible, he says, I get my power from elsewhere. Mm. So, you know, there is a dividing line between this and that. And there are scoffers who, and, the, the, you know, even the devil quoted scripture. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real mixed up um, um, sort of a thing there. But I, I truly believe that, um, that by having a personal relationship with Jesus, it gives us the faith to to understand what's going on here, but saying, hey, mm-hmm. look, whatever happens, the Bible has talked about this. Uh, there are going to be scoffers. There's going to be people that ridicule you and be against you, but Jesus says, I am with you, you know, and that gives me great joy, mm-hmm. great joy. Um, it also says that... Uh, even though we're awake and waiting, it says the day of the Lord in Second Peter will come like a thief. And the heavens will disappear, the reward, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything will be laid bare. So he'll come like a thief to some. Even though we're watching and waiting to some, it'll be like a thief. We don't know when that will be, mm. and we can't give times or even estimate that. Um and, you know, it says too in Second Peter 3, 5 to 7 that they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water. So it's creation. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, creation. That's yeah. why we have the virus problem now is because we've got things out of kilter with creation. Mm, We're do- not mm. doing what Christ has, has done, you know. And uh, so this, um, it says even in First Thessalonians 5, 1 to 5, it says, But you brothers are not in darkness. So that this day should surprise you like a thief. You're all sons of the light and mm. sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. You know, Timothy talked about the last days that people become lovers of self, mm. lovers of money, proud, arrogant. He even mentions here uh, disobedience to parents. Mm. We see it all today, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are the traits. But we have great joy because we know, we understand what is happening now and we need to have a balance, not be taken away by conspiracy and, and that sort of thing, but we've yeah. got to stick to the Bible. Yeah, no, I think you make such a this, – this balance between, you know, the uh, the conspiracy theories on one hand and a, uh, a a doing away with, you know, any belief in the in the advent on the other. You know, whereas you come to the scripture, and the scripture gives such an amazing and beautiful picture of what the uh, of this thing called the second coming. You know, mm-hmm. it, it talks about the uh, the advent as being this is a legitimate question. You know, our question for today is talk about the end times just a sensational fear mongering. Well, firstly, to me, the thing that stands out to me is that within the scriptures, what you have is there is continual talk. About the end times, it is mm. it is a legitimate uh, subject that the scriptures are continually speaking about. But it also adds a perspective to it that I think is just so important that we understand. Mm. We're going to come to that mm. in just a moment, but right now, 
I'd like to go to Sandra Entermund. Are you ready for Jesus to come? This is a powerful, powerful song.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Questions for God with Pastor Gary and Gary and Eric Hoare. This is the program where we look each week at the difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer, you can text them to our desk. That's 0438 066635. That number again, 0438 066635. Each week we invite you to text your questions with your first name and we'll invite specialists to talk about some of the big questions of the Christian faith. Today we're talking to, to Eric Hall. We're talking about the question, is talk about the end times just sensational fear-mongering? We're looking at a balance that occurs in Scripture between the between two extremes. Eric, for many, for many talk about the end times actually makes the world a scary world. It's more scary than what it, what it actually already is. You know, how responsible are we being in emphasizing uh, this subject? I mean, does the, does the scripture mean to scare us uh, when it presents this particular subject? Well, I'll read out a text in a minute, Pastor Gary, that starts off, Let not your heart be troubled. You know, I believe that the end times will reveal who his people really are. I believe that um, <clears throat> the people who at end times will be those that help other people. We've seen them, you know, buying, you know, all sorts of things in the supermarkets and denying other people that right. But as Christians waiting for Jesus to come at the end times, these things we go through will actually reveal our love for the people. It will, it will bring out in us a hope for those around us. You know, it, we, we live out that and these end times will reveal exactly where we stand. And as we, if we love people or we're out for ourselves, do we protect ourselves from these things only or do we actually help those around us? Um, and, and so often that's actually been the case in virtually every crisis throughout human history, isn't it? You know, I mean, you can turn around and, uh, it's so easy to, uh, to, to see uh, some will actually care for, for themselves and their own needs. Uh, and yet, um, uh, while difficult times may well come on this, uh, on this earth and ultimately it will climax. In the meantime you get some who care just for themselves but then you get others who seem to uh, seem to be uh, approach the difficulty in a totally different way. Mm. And you can see that in the Good Samaritan story where they crossed on the other side of the road yet yeah, one was willing yeah, yeah. so they could lose their own life to save somebody else you know and that's that's what that's you know that's who Jesus is you know he gave his life that we might live mm. and that has to live out within us you know uh, some people say that Christianity is not an emotional thing I disagree I think that um, you, you've got to have passion when you follow Christ it's not a, a sad down religion it, it's it's full of hope and joy and it lives out within us that so we make the place of, if we leave this place and make it better for somebody else then that is that is what Christ wants us to do he wants to give the message and not be constrained by the things happening around us at the end of time that we hide and, mm. and put ourselves away He'd be, Christ would be out there and he wants us to follow him you know, um, in John fourteen one to three, it says, "Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God; believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And that's a beautiful, beautiful, um, out of John, this, these texts here should permeate our life, that he is preparing a place for us. Mm. you know. And I truly believe that Jesus come, is coming soon. And these end time events, we watch, sure, it's not scaremongering by talking about them. It should give us faith and hope, knowing that this is taking place, but also we have a role to play as Christians. These are these are things that Christ actually spoke about to his disciples. Mm. He he expected these things to come on the world. Mm. And in view of those things, he then turns and, and what does he actually say? And I think that passage that you just read is so powerful because it starts by talking about let not your heart be troubled. Mm. Uh, to me, that seems to, to to sum up what Christ is actually uh, teaching here. Yes. Trouble will come on the world, but even though you are in the world, minister to the world in its trouble, but remember that I am coming to re-renew all things. There will be a climax to this world. Hmm. To me, as I, I look at that message, I think this is, this is powerful what Christ is saying. And I think, you know, the, the, the thing is here too, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, the thing is, it says here that, um, if I'd not, uh, so I would have told you so. So what he's saying is believe Christianity uh, is such a simple thing. All you have to believe is Jesus is the Son of God. Mm. We do not believe in the things of this world and depend on this world. So when times of trouble come, we're not depending on the world. We're depending on a Savior. In other words, there's something there's something bigger, more powerful. There is uh, that Scripture actually calls it the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is a uh, where is actually able to impact hearts and minds and change. Hearts and minds. And that's the greatest miracle of all. And that is, isn't it? You can look for the signs in the world, but actually the changing of somebody's life, turning from the old way, is Mm. the greatest miracle of all. And it should give us great hope. It actually talks to me very much about this issue of how do I prepare... For you know, people have come to me uh, certainly since all that's been occurring in the world has started occurring. And they've said, Pastor, how do we prepare? What's actually going on? How do we prepare for it? You know, do we go and buy more more rice and pasta? You know, and my uh, my comment to them was, Hey, if you're a if you're a genuine Christian and there is lack in this world, what are you going to do with your rice and your pasta? <laughs> that's right. Uh, you're actually going to share it with those in need. That's so right. if you want to buy rope, rice and pasta for those in need. Buy rice and pasta. Yep. But do you know the most important preparation, as I see it in the scripture, is actually the preparation of the heart. Mm. Um, and that, to me, is more powerful than anything else we can look at. Yes, and that's the centre of our whole system. From from mm. the heart is our actions, and the actions the mind. And and I think that you know Christ showed that he. If Christ hadn't come the first time, mm. I think we would be doing things differently. Not in God's intention. He showed us the spirit of mercy and grace and love. Yeah, yeah, he went the yeah, extra mile, yeah, and that's what we need to indeed. do. Mm. Eric. Our time is is almost up for today. I'm just wondering if, to finish with, how would you feel about praying praying for us and, and asking a blessing particularly on those people who may be troubled uh, in our world today? For sure. Our dear Heavenly Father, oh God, you are such a wonderful God. 
Oh, you're our, not only our friend, but our saviour. And Lord, it's so wonderful to know you. And today, Lord, in this world of trouble, we see things happening that we never thought we would see happening. Our eyes can see the things around us, but mm. yet, Lord, you teach us and tell us to believe in the things that we cannot see. Mm. And Lord, we want to thank you for your wonderful love for just who you are. We thank you, Lord, for your character, the character of mercy and grace. Mm. Lord, we want that to be part of our lives. And we pray through this testing time, this time we're going through, that we will centre on your character, Lord, and your grace, your words, the Holy Spirit, may it fill us more and more, that we will share your love to others, Lord, but not only mm. that, we will not become selfish in our desire to save ourselves, but, Lord, as we spread and, and as we share with others, Lord, and as we help others in their needs, Lord, with either food or just a comforting word, Lord, that this makes us stronger mm. to stand in these days because we are following you. Mm. Oh, Lord, may we be people of the word, not only as we read it, but also in spirit. And we pray for those, Lord, that are struggling at this time. Pray, Lord, you'll be with them. Help them, Lord, as they go through this time, understanding that this thing, these things will happen, mm. but that we have a God who is in control mm. and a Jesus that is coming soon. Amen. May that be soon, Lord, and may all of us be watching ready. And may we, Lord, as we wait, Lord, may we just continue to come closer to you and to love you more and more as you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, it looks like our time is, time is up for today. You've been listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Questions for God with Pastor Gary. Uh, this is the program where we look each week at the difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. As we, as we finish today, thank you for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on the Drive Time Show. Tomorrow we dig deeper into this question, but until then, please remember that Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give with you isn't like the peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you. Let's go out with our final song, Sheltered in the Arms of God by Rambos. Mm-hmm.